Okay, Tov. Today's daf is daf Tes Zion in Yavamis. We learned today for Elon Neshamas of my grandparents, Ephraim Yehuda ben Pinchas Halevi and Dvorah Basrafal Nassan. We also learned for Afur Shalema, the Meir of Yamenu, for <coughs> my granddaughter, Nomi Rivka Bas Dina Shoshana, and for Yom Tov Lipman ben Dvorah Fegechaya, for Shlomo ben Rachel, for Yosef Asriel ben Chaya Michal, and a Lazar ben Ruma, may they all have a, a four shleim of Amhera. Now, yesterday we saw, <clears throat> we we're continuing the discussion about Benos um, Tzara. Is it, uh, not Benos Tzara, about Tzara's uh, um, Bito, uh, your co-wife of your daughter. If Reuben died with no children and he was married to Shimon's daughter, his brother Shimon's daughter, and, he, and Reuben had another wife, does Shimon perform even on the Tzara? Even more chalitza, Beishamai says yes, Beishol says no, it's potter, and there's no chalitza necessary, and she can marry Lashuk. So we had this discussion, that's Beishol's shita. Beishamai says you do marry more chalitza, and the question was, did Beishol, did Beishamai follow their own sock or not? We had several opinions indicating that they did follow their sock. Here we have another opinion, Toshma up at the top of the page. The mayor of those Dosmanikas, and days of Dosmanikas, Putra Tzara Sabas Lachem. They allowed the Tsar of the Bas to marry the brother, meaning to marry Shimon, which means not only is it mutter, it's also necessary. Because if it's not mutter, the idea is that it's forbidden. It's a forbidden, it's incestuous. It's like marrying your daughter, marrying your daughter's co-wife is the same iser. Uh, in this case, where it's makom mitzvah, it's Tsar Sabas makom mitzvah. That's if it's if it's if you hold that you that you do it's actually a chiv to do, and if you hold that it's also, then it's also. So hutra really means. It's mutter, but it also means that it's required to form ivriyim or chalitza, like beshamai. So we may have done some inherkenes. Putra, they said they allowed it lachin. Shmamina also see. See here, if they allowed it to be done, actually they allowed it to be done, which means they said there is a chiyuv to do ivriyim or chalitza. That means beshamai did follow their own svar. Shmamina, and this is the final proof. This confirms the two proofs we saw yesterday. And here you see shmamina. Clearly, they did it in the days of dosa ben herkenes. They allowed it to be done. But this is a problem. What do you mean they allowed it to be done? We know you don't do it. So what's the, how did this come about, this, this discussion? Gufa. It was very difficult to, for the Chum to accept this because against it went against Beis Hillel's sock, which is what they followed until that point. Because he say in those days, they were moderate. They In the days of Dosa and Hyrcanus, they were moderate. Means that till then they weren't. They went like Beis Hillel. And this is very difficult for the Chacham to accept this Pesach. Nesha Chacham Gadol Haya. Dosa ben Herkenes was, Rav Dosa ben Herkenes, Rebbe Dosa, not Dosa, Rebbe Dosa ben Herkenes was a great scholar, great Chacham. Bain of Kamen Milovel of but his eyes had dimmed and he couldn't come to shul anymore. He couldn't come to Beis Medish. He hadn't been around for a long time. And it wasn't like he came in every day, you could ask him. It's like uh, people who don't show up very often. You couldn't, uh, you could, very hard to go find them. So Bain of Kamen Milovel of Beis Medish, so they said, Amru, me, Eilach, who's going to go tell him? Like, who's going to have a discussion? They said, those who in Herkutus apparently was a Talmud of uh, Beishamai, and he paskin like Beishamai. So who's going to go and have a discussion with him to try to set him straight? Amalahen, Rabbi Shua, so Rabbi Shua says, I'm Eilach, I'll go. Bachar, me, who's going to join him? Rabbi Lezman, Azariah, Bachar, me, who's going to join him also? Rabbi Kiba. These three great scholars, Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Lezman, Azariah, Rabbi Kiba, will go to discuss Rabbi Dosa, his apparent sock, like Beishamai, and they'll go and have a discussion with him. They went from the Pesach Beis, so they stood by the door of his house. So Rabdosa's 
uh, maidservant came in, Amarlo, she told him, uh, Rebbe, Chachmei Yisrael Bonetz Vacham. The Chachamim uh, of Yisrael have come to visit you. Amarlo, so he told her, Yikonsu, let them come in. Benichnesu, they came in. Tafsil Rebbe Shua, so if those Menherkinus grabbed the Rishua, Apparently he had a golden bed. He was very wealthy, Rav Dosman And he sat him down. He knew Rav Yeshua. He said, Rav Yeshua, please sit down. Please sit down. Make yourself comfortable. You know, how can I uh, help you? What about the other two guys who are standing over here? I came in with Rav Dosman Azariah and I found him at Rav Akiva. So please tell your other student, you know, giving him covet. We are your students. Please ask him also to say, who is this other guy? Again, Rabbi Dozman Urkas cannot see very well, but he knew Rabbi Yeshua apparently. And he said, who is this? So he says, Rabbi Dozman Urkas, we know, was very young. He assumed the, uh, the presidency of the Nasiyas, even when he was very young. He was 18 years old and he had white hair. At least he had some hair left. Um, <laughs> Rabbi Dozman Azariah. Amalo, the Eshla Ben Lazariah Chavreno, oh, Azariah, our friend, has a, has a son like this, Karlov Amak of Mikra. So <clears throat> when he heard that, he he read this Pasik. What, what Pasik did he read? Rabdosa Ben Hirkanis, what Pasik did he read? He said, Nar Haisi, I was a youth, Gamzakanti have also attained old age. Well, Risi Tzedek Nezev, and I never saw Tzadik forsaken, Vizar Makashlochem. Whose children and his children, or that his children need food. In other words, uh, when I when I saw if Sadik, I never saw Sadik forsaken. There was always, there was always, uh, he was always able to manage, and so and also with his children were also able to manage. So he said, "Oh, that's wonderful. I know Rav Zaya. I didn't know he had a son like this already. That's wonderful. He came in tough, so he grabbed him also. Boshiva Mito, he took him and he sat him on me to put him also on a golden bed. Amalei." So Yeshua turned to my Marla Timilchach. What about your other student? There's another student. There's three of us who came in. The Asian, please tell him to sit down. Amalei, Mihu, who is he? Akiva ben Yosef. He is the famous Rabbi Akiva, son of Yosef. Amalei. So he said to him again, Rabbi Dosman Urkos cannot see very well. He says, You are Akiva ben Yosef. Ato Akiva ben Yosef. Are you the famous Akiva Yosef? Shishim Chaholich Misofolim Batsopo. That your name travels from one world to another. Is your world famous? Everybody heard about you. Shev ben Yishev, sit down, my son. Kamoscha Yirba Yisrael. May there be many like you uh, in the, among the Jewish people. His chilu sonat, they really came in to discuss with him his apparent sock like Beishamai, which was problematic to them. His chilu masab So they started to discuss other halachas with him. They didn't want to broach the subject immediately. You want to start talking about some other things and ease your way into that. Until they came to the parsha of Sarasabas, which has been what our discussion is, we've proved already that Beishamai did follow their reasoning from several cases we had yesterday, plus the case we had today, that apparently they were matarit. So until they got Saras, Amrulay, Saras Abbas Mouse, they said, uh, what's the halacha about Saras Abbas? Amrulay, and he told them, it's machlok is Beishamai Sil. So halacha gedivrim, they also knew it was machlok is but that who's halacha like? Amrulay, halacha is Beishamai Amrulay, you're saying halacha is like Beishamai we started off the stop by saying in the days of Rabdosim and Hurkanis, they were matured. I'm like, we heard in your name that you said that you pronounced the Lachs like Beishamai, that Sarah Sabas, and therefore, presumably, the other 15, the other 14 cases in the mission, but also you make Yibamon, Yibamor Chalitza. We heard you, Alach Beishamai. Amalan, did you hear it in my name? Amalan, Dosa Shamatam. Did you hear that I, Rabdosa Ben Urkas, I, Paschal, 
Oben Hirkanishmatma, or did you hear the son of my father Hirkanis? What did you hear? Did you hear Dosa from Dosa Ben Hirkanis, or did you just hear Ben Hirkanis? Amalei said, Chai Rebbe, by your life, Rebbe, we swear, Stam Shemana, we just heard Ben Hirkanis. We didn't hear the name. We did specifically, we heard the surname, we heard your father's name. Right? We, uh, we heard it Stam, we heard Ben Hirkanis, we assume that's you, or Dosa Ben Hirkanis. Amalei, no. Ach Yeshli, I have a young brother, Bachor Sutnu. He's a Bechor Sutton. He is obstinate. He's a tough kid. He can answer anything. He doesn't give in. Real, real tough, stiff-necked kid. Rosh says, Charif, he's sharp. He stands by using He doesn't follow the majority. He feels a certain way. He's obstinate. And he's going to take that position. That's the tradition. Yonasan Shmo, his name is Yonasan. He's from the students of Shammai. Be careful when you talk to him that he shouldn't overwhelm you with halachas. He's a tough guy and he can beat you. He'll beat you and better you with with, with, with sfaras. So be careful. It's hard to beat him in, in discussion. He was the one who said it, not me. He's got 300 answers, even though we had the whole discussion back in the face. We had all these discussions, right? Oh, besides that's the Cholosa say we have discussions about all this. He's got 300 answers for whatever you say, he can beat you in, in, in the discussion. And he'll prove to you that Sarasabas is Mutzer, even though Avalani, Aval Man and Elish maybe may the may the may the heavens and the earth testify that I have heard of a and Ani Alai. I give testimony by the by the heavens and the earth, meaning they know. I can give testimony, I swear, by, so to speak, by the heavens and the earth who saw this, that on this morning, Yoshev Chagai Anavi, who had, obviously, he had Ashura Sashchina, right? He, he had, um, he definitely had Ruach HaKodesh. Uh, he was a Navi. And uh, he stood on this, uh, so to speak, on this platform, in this mortar, he took of Amar. he said three things. Sarah Sabah Sasura. Like, like Basil said later on, right? Tzaras Abbas is also, it's also, it's, it's, it's an air as we, as we said, based on the Pussy of Litzror, right? And, um, okay, we learned that from Xavier Shava, from Litzror, from the sister law, but that's the halach, Tzaras Abbas Asura. He said another halach, Amunamov Ma'asrin, Amunamov, which are what we were in Jordan today, over over the Jordan River, Transjordan. They give Meiser Ani Bishvius. In Shemitah, there's no Meiser in Eretz Yisrael on Shemitah. There's no Meisers, there's too much of Meisers, but in that area, with Transjordan, they do give Meiser, Ani, and Shemitah, meaning they're not knowing Shemitah there. We'll explain all this. That was the second thing that Chagay and Abi said. And the third thing, and we're also, this, this will lead us into a discussion about Gerim. We accept uh, Gerim converts from the Kurds, I don't know if this is like, you know, probably related, maybe Kurds, like we, what we call the Kurds today. It's not just like the same people, but it could be that it comes from there. From the Kurds, from the Tarmud, from those people who accept Gaim. When you say accept Gaim, that means to say they're Goyim. They're Goyim for sure, as opposed to Mamzerim. If a Mamzer converts, it doesn't help. He's already Jewish. Mamzer, by definition, is Jewish. You can't have a Goyish Mamzer. A Goy, if he's a Goy, he can, be, he can convert. So when it comes to conversion, you're better off if the guy's a convert, he can, he can legitimately convert. If he's a mamzer, nothing's going to help him. He's a Jewish mamzer. There's nothing you can do about that. So he said that there was a, that's going to be our discussion. Are they mamzerim or are they goyim? So he said, we accept, we accept them from there. So those are the three things that Chagai said. But the first thing that he said was that Saras Abbas is also like Basilo. 
Okay. Tana, just to finish the story of the three rabbis who went through, when they went in, they came in through the same door. The maid servant member escorted them in. When they went out, they went out through three doors. Tosas offers two shots. The number, he was, they were afraid that if, if their brother, if their brother Yonasan might find him, but Dosa's younger brother, Yonasan, who held like Beshame and was a genius and could answer anything, he was afraid that if all three of them would encounter him and he would beat them all in arguments, they would have to pass him like him. And they didn't want to do that because they knew, they, they followed Basil and, and Chagay and Abi had said that. Another story is that they went through the three doors could they, that there would be a better chance of finding him. And as they, they were looking for him, not that they were trying to avoid him. Were they trying to avoid him or were they trying to find him? In any case, they went out through three doors, back in the corner of Pogobo, and Yonasan met, who met Rabakiva. He ran into Rabakiva. When Rabakiva went out through one of the three doors, the three rabbis left it, exited through the three doors. And one of them, Rabakiva, ran into Yonasan. Akshile, and he showed him all these things. In other words, Rabakiva asked him all these questions. And he, st- he, he stood his ground. In other words, he wasn't able, Kiva was not able to convince him that Talocha is that Sarasabasa Sura. So actually, uh, and whenever he asked me, he said, I'm alone. So then Yonason said to Rabakiva, You're the famous Rabakiva that everybody talks about. May, may you be happy. You are happy that you merited getting such a good name. By dying, you got to the right book. You're not even at the level of a of a cowherd. In other words, like you know, the lowest people that you're not even uh, you're, you're not even Roy for Adis because I I've, I've beaten you and you know you can't even you can't even stand up against me. Amalosurbekiva in his humility answered even more. Amalosurbekiva I feel a Roy Tzom. I'm not even Roy Roy Tzom. Roy Tzom were considered a lower level. Shepherds were considered a lower level than cowards. Maybe because uh, maybe because you know they the shepherds let their that their uh, let their flocks graze among uh, other people's uh, property, whatever, but they were considered a lower level than cowards. And therefore, he says, I'm not even at that level. But the point was, he couldn't beat him. So that would happen. So Yonasan, uh, his brother, Yonasan ben Hurkanis, uh Ben Hurkanis' brother, Hitaka Paskin, he was a town of Bishami, Paskin of Bishami, and he proved his case. As we had here also, sure, we have the Gemara also. Bishami has their case. They learned the Psukum one way, and they still learned it another way. Okay. So that completes our discussion, really, of Tzara Sabas up to this point, right? Because Tzara Sabas, Basil holds, is also just like the 15 cases in the Mishnah. The Chamesh Menashem Potros, Potros Tzarasayim. They themselves are for sure pot, as we said. But the point of the 15 cases is that they pot that Tzaras and Tzaras, Tzaras, Menachalitz, Menachalitz, all in cases where it's a brother, where we're talking about a brother dying, a brother was married to one of your heirs, Reb, Reb Ruben died with no children, and he was married to a relationship of Shimon, Shimon's mother-in-law, Shimon's daughter-in-law, Shimon's daughter, Shimon's sister-in-law. In all those cases, there's no Yibam or Chalitza at all, according to Beis Hillel. Okay, now, what do we say? We said that Chagai had said three things, Sarasabas also, like Beis Hillel, and he said that What's that about? So the Gemara explains now like this. Um, when the Olam Mitzrayim came up to Eretz Yisrael, they conquered many, many villages, many areas. Well, But many areas that they conquered were not conquered by the Olei Babel who came up hundreds of years later. The original Kedusha 
that Bnei Yisrael sanctified Eretz Yisrael with and the areas surrounding it, it was only sanctified until uh, only only until the end of the first place of Middash. Once it was destroyed, those areas were no longer sanctified. Why didn't they sanctify them? Just for for, Dafka, for that reason, and they left them unsanctified, so that the poor people will have what to sustain themselves with during Shemitah when there's nothing, crops aren't growing, right? And therefore, and Rashi explains that uh, Rashi, there's two Rashis actually on it. Um, I'm going to move. The first one is further up near the top, about about a third of the way down on the page. Israelim Hadorim Beretz Mo. I'm going to move of the Jews who live who live in Eretz Yisrael in Jordan. Shekivish Moshe Misichan. Moshe had conquered it from Sichan Melchamari. In the Scotch Kedusha Israel had the Kedusha Israel. Actually, in the time of the Bayishen, he bought the Kedusha. So the Zorim B'Shvias they plant on Shvias. The Tiknul and Maiserish and Maiser Ani. Right? They give Maiserish and Maiser Ani B'Shvias. In the third year, like my Sarishmasoni, like in the third and sixth years, here in the seventh year of Shemitah and Eretz Yisrael, they plant there also in the Yemai Sarishim. Kerem Farshakamam, they parnasanim Shemitah Yisrael, she'ain lemaloch, they have nothing to eat in Shviyas. The rich people presumably had stuff stored away, but the poor people, or they could pay expensive prices for, for whatever scarce produce existed, but the poor people had nothing to eat, so they, would, so they said that the areas over the Jordan River are not part of Eretz Israel, and you can plant there in Shemitah, and you'll give them Maiser Shemitah, and Fisher Buckle, like like a Shikampeya. There was no like Shikampeya during Shemitah. Vahochim Sham, Venokum, like a Shikampeya, Maiser Ani. And later on, Rashi says, Not only did the Aniyam get Maiser Ani from there, but they also hired themselves out to work the fields. You're allowed to work the fields in 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 Chutzlaretz, in, in Jordan. Uh, so they work the fields then. They'll take all the stuff there. In other words, in Chutzlaretz, there was no rule of, even though Chutzlaretz doesn't necessarily apply all the lachas of Maiserisha, Maiserisheni, but they left that area. They said, we're going to apply Maiserisha and Maiserani there and look at Shekampeya and work the fields so that Nehem will have what to sustain themselves with during the Shemitah year. All right, that was the second thing that Haggai said. Okay. What was the third thing that he said? Um, we accept game from the Kurds and the Tarmuds. We accept game from them, meaning that they're not considered to be Mamzerim. They're considered real Goyim. We don't say Mamzerim. We're going to have this discussion now, uh, a, a part of it now, but most of it's going to come in the Parakah, I think it's the fourth Parakah, famous discussion like this. We know today if a guy, and this, this happens a lot, right? A goyish, a man, lives with a Jewish woman and they have a child, the child is, is a Jew. It might be considered pagum, meaning that he's not, uh, you know, for marrying kahuna, maybe wouldn't be proper. Uh, well, he's not a coin if, if, it's, if it's a, um, uh, if the father's a guy, he's, he's for sure not a coin. But the question is, can the daughter marry a kuna? In times when they were mocked about that, the child might be considered pagum. But the kid's a full Jew. So if a guy lives with a Jewish woman, the, 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 Jew, the child is a full Jew. The woman herself, side, side, uh, sidebar, is, a, is, a, um, is a considered a zona for having lived with a guy. The woman's a zona, and she, she can't marry a, uh, a coin subsequently. There was no marriage. Marriage doesn't take place between a guy and a non-Jew. Either way, uh, right? A, a, a man... A Jewish man who marries a non-Jewish woman, it's not really a marriage, halachically. And if, uh, the other way around, if a guy marries a Jewish woman, it might be a civil marriage, but it's not a Jew, uh, non-halachic marriage. Okay, 
So if the guy marries a Jewish woman, the child is a full Jew. He's not a mom's. He's a Jew. And if a Jewish man marries a non-Jewish woman, the, the child is a guy and he could be Maguire. That's how we hold. That's how we're going to come out later on, right? Which means a guy or an Eved. We don't really have a bottom today, but if you could find an Eved, you know, not an Eved, a real Eved, a halachic Eved, let's call it halachic Eved. Also, he lives with a Jewish woman, a regular Jewish woman who's a Baschorin. The child is a Jew. Child's a Jew. This child, if a Jewish man lives with a Shifcha Knanis, right, with a Shifcha Knanis, a, a, a slave, then the child is an Eved, right? We go according to the mother. Like we always said, we go by, what do they call it in English? Matrilineal lineage, right? Matrilineage, you go according to the to the mother, whether the kids are Jew or not Jew. Okay, however, so what makes a mamzer? A mamzer, we said, according to Bekiva, any chayvelavin, according to Rishu, it's got to be chayve mises bezdin, like you're living with your mother or your daughter-in-law or your or, or, or your mother-in-law thing, or your chayve mises bezdin. The generally accepted idea is that a mamzer is only chayve krisis. For example, you live with your sister, uh, or you or, or, or worse, or, or you live with something which is chayve mises bezdin, like uh, living with your mother, living with her, the classic case is an adulterer. Person lives with a married woman. The punishment for that is Mises Besden. At, at, if there's Adam and Asraf, not Taurus, whatever. But the point is, is that it's got to be Taurus or worse to make a mamzer. Okay. So that's what makes a mamzer fine. But it's got to be between two Jewish people. Okay. If there's a guy involved, there's no mamzer. That's how we hold. However, there's a strong opinion in the Gemara. We're going to have this throughout. We're going to have it right now that an Evet or a guy who lives with a Jewish woman, the child, the offspring is a mamzer. That offspring is a mamzer. So that's our discussion here now. Is it, in other words, he, when he says, we accept gave from them, below Amrinan with the mamzer, who came from Benos Yisrael, Shabal, some people say that they possibly can, their mamzer. We say, Haggai said, these are not mamzer, they're goyim. Just let's understand the issue over here. Uh, Haggai said that we accept Gairim from the Kurds and the Tarmuds because they are Goyim. Rabbi Cheskel said we don't accept Gairim from the Kurds apparently because they are considered Mamzerim, right? They're Mamzerim. Um, Ravashi, so Rashi says, Kurtaimidmar. The ones we don't accept from are not the Kurds, but the Kurts. <laughs> no offense. Uh, Kurts, Kurtia, Kurtayim, Kurtuyim, whatever. Kartuyim, with a tough in there instead of a dollar. As you're mixing up Kurdayim with Kurtayim, right? Kurdayim are okay, Kurtayim are not okay. Kurdayim should people say Kurtayim Sul, Kurtayim Apostle, because they are considered Mamzerim. They're considered Mamzerim. Now, again, what makes the Mamzer is one issue. That's that's the discussion we'll have. But first issue is are they Goyim or are they Mamzerim? Again, some say, Tani Ramachaskal, aim the Kapam Gamanakta. You don't accept, some said that he, Ramachaskal said, we, not that he said um, from Kurdayim, but he said Kurtayim. My love, Hainu Kataim Manakadam is ours net the same. Isn't Kataim Kadam says Amra Ashilo? Kataim Lukhudba Kadai Lukhud. It comes out the same thing. That Kadaim are okay, Kataim are not okay, because Kadaim are Goyim, Kataim or Mamzeim. Kadam in she Kataim Psili. Okay. That's one part. That's what uh, that's what the Haggai said. Kurdaim and Tarma uh, the Kurdaim and the Tarmudim are okay. Rabbi Yochanan, the Savya, Rabbi Yochanan, another another Amora is called Savya. They said, Now we're going to go to the Talmudim, the second one. You don't accept game from the Talmudim, apparently because they are considered Mamzerim. So we can't accept Gerim from them. Okay. Uh, that's what Rabbi Yochanan and Sabe, they both said, Says Gemara now, okay, well, we have a steer though. Why? 
You said, Rabbi Yochum says, we don't accept game from the Talmudim because they're Mamzerim. Remember the others and, and getting also, I think that if you have a keta, meaning a stained uh, garment that comes from the city of Rechem, or Tahor, they are Tahor, why? Because they are Goyim, and they're an Xera of uh, Keta, and there's no Xera of Ketam on Abed of Zara. What does that mean? If you find a, a stain, uh, like a blood-stained garment in a Jewish area, you assumed it was from Anita, who was checking herself, and it's Tomei. But Goyim are not Matami. Remember, remember the Goyim are not Matami unless they're dead. They're like animals, right? A dead animal. But the whole issue of Anita and so are all those things that only applies to Jews. So he says, Tama come from Rechem since Rechem was a Goyish town or Tar, because those are Goyim. And they're Rabbanim, we're not Goza, that their Ketan should also be. Rabbi Yudah Matami, Rabbi says, this is a Tamim Neshem Geirim Betoim, because they are converts. They had converted. The people in Rechem had converted. And now they've. Uh, They've, um, you know, gone back to their old ways, right? They've reverted to their old customs and they act like Goyim. And uh, that's the, that's the, Miradas, Rashi says, they became, pardon? But they can't become once a Jew, always a Jew. You can never lose your Jewish identity. I renounce my religion. You can't do that. You could do it, but it doesn't help. It doesn't help. You can become Jews. You can become a Jew. But once you're a Jew, you can't go back. So, uh, so he says, yeah, yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard thing. In other words, let, let me put it this way. If it's a valid conversion, you can't go back on it. If they accepted Judaism and they accepted, then they changed their minds. That doesn't help. Maybe what the, what these people who are claiming that they're, they're retracting the conversion, maybe they're saying that they were never really converts because they didn't do it properly or something of that sort. But once you really convert, you you convert wholeheartedly. Let's assume that he agreed that he's a convert. And then he changed his mind and said, you know what? I had enough of this. You know, I thought the chant was good. Shabbos services were good. And I, I see it's not so good. You know, I changed my mind. That you can't do. So he says, Rabbi Yudah says, no, the people from Rechem were not Goyim, whose Ketem would be okay, but rather they were Jews who were attracted. They reverted to their old ways. And that's our rule. Yisrael, even a Jew, a Jew can sin all he wants, but he's still a Jew. And therefore, we don't accept their ketem is tamay. That's our Buddha's opinion. But if he really comes not from, not from Rechem, Rabbi Yudas, Rechem are really Jews. There's a question, were they Jews or were they Goyim? But if he really came with, if he really comes, if the ketem comes from a place of goyim only, they are tahar. They're, even Rabbi agrees that that's tahar because there was no zera of ketem. In other words, a ketem stam ketem. They were arismatic zera. Presume if it's from a Jewish area, you assume it's from a nida. That zera was only said on on um, on Jewish towns, not on goyisha towns. But if it was a goyisha town, he agrees it's tahar. So we we had a question like this. Kapasik Vatani, you said it as a given. Right, that uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, you know not an un uncontested view. He made a psak. The bed of Gechavim it comes from the goyim. It's tar vafilumi tarmud. That's what we said over the pesuk tani. Among the goyim, everybody agrees that it's tar, even from tarmud, even from tarmud. So what do you see? Alma says Rashi lab besafikis. There's no there's no Jews there because we said it's it's a Jew. So the question over here was. You said Rabbi Yochanan and Sabia both came along and said we don't accept Geirim from the Tarmudim because they're Mamzerim. Here he says, here he says that what that uh, we, we didn't have Rabbi Yochanan yet, but the Mishnah said that everybody agrees if the Ketem comes from Goyim that it's uh, it's Tar. 
right? Even from Tarmid, because that's also Goyim. Now, if that's the case, if you say that a Ketam that comes from Tarmud is taller because they're Goyim, that means we can accept Geirum from Tarmud. They're not Mamzerum. So what do you see over here? That Rabbi Yochanan said we are Makabal Geirum from Tarmud. So how can you say Rabbi Yochanan and Savi said before a Makabal Geirum from Tarmud? We have a steer in Rabbi Yochanan. Maybe you'll tell me what Rabbi Yochanan said. According to that Mishnah, you would accept game from Tarmid, but I don't hold that way. That, that's what the Mishnah would say. If I don't hold that way, Rabbi Yochanan has a cloud. There's a cloud throughout Shas. Rabbi Yochanan has a Mishnah. So the answer is Amoroi, and you never believe Rabbi Yochanan. One Amoro who said Rabbi Yochanan says we don't accept game from Tarmid because they are, uh, are Mamzerim, uh, he doesn't hold of this idea of Allah, that Rabbi Yochanan always holds like the Stam Mishnah. And therefore, he could say, no, when Rabbi Yochanan said Zosamaris, that's going according to the Mishnah, but it's not his own opinion. His own opinion is that we don't accept game from Kazer Mamzer. Uh, so the Gemara now says, okay, fine. So we understand Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan apparently holds, yes, that you do accept game from them, and then he holds not. But Mitam my time alone, if you hold, at least, if it wasn't Rabbi Yochanan, at least his buddy Sabia held that they don't accept game from Tamar, why not? Why don't you accept game from Tamar? My complete about Rabbi Yochanan the Sabia. There's a machlokas. Again, if you hold that Rabbi Yochanan said you don't accept Goyim from you don't accept Geim from them, and Sabi held that too, but they each had their own reasoning. Once it's because of the Avadim of Shlomo. What does that mean, Avadim Shlomo? Avdi Shlomo were wealthy, not some little servants. They were wealthy. Shlomo was wealthy, and they were wealthy. And they, you know, they would uh, wine and dine the Jewish girls, and they would sleep with the Jewish girls, these Avdi Shlomo. And he held that they are Mamzerim, even though that's not the halacha. Right? We said before that the Allah is that uh, the kid is a Jew, not a mamzer. They held that it was a mamzer. One said, no, not because of the Abdi Shlomo who slept with the Jewish girls, but rather because of Benos Rishlam. What is Benos Rishlam? We'll see in a minute what that means. But the point over here is to understand that um, that uh, that's what we're saying at this point, that he held that the, the servants of Shlomo slept with the Jewish girls, made the mamzer, and those are the people in Tarmod. So basically, man, don't mishmab the shlomo. The one with some sort of kasavar avikam avava even above asisrael avad mamzer. That's what he holds. He holds like the sheet that we're going to see later on that avikam even above asisrael the kid is a mamzer. And Tosa says right away the chen berak cholitz suya dashas azlad rabbi yochanan's mashmus leislay avikam asisrael a mamzer. In other words, the gemara is assuming over here goes with the assumption that rabbi yochanan holds that way that avikam even above asisrael avad mamzer. We come out nearer emesis Tosa. The Rabbi Yochanan of Lai Kosher, Bechodok the Kamen Rabbi Yochanan, Kaim Alander, Rabbi Yochanan is like a Mishnah. And Stam Mishnah, he says, we're going to say later on, says that a Vlad, the Vlad is Kosher, the Vlad is not a Mamzer. So Tosis takes issue with the idea that you're assuming Rabbi Yochanan holds that Ovikhova Evera Babasra, the Vlad's Mamzer, and he holds those are the people of Tarmud, and that's why you don't accept game for them because they are Mamzerim. Okay, that was his opinion. Fine. Okay, but but Tosa says he doesn't feel that's really what Rehokhan's opinion is because Rehokhan knows like a Stam Mishnah. And a Stam Mishnah, we see that that's not the case. The Stam case is Stam Mishnah is like we know that if a Goy or an Evid lives with a Jewish girl, the girl, the child is a full Jew. If the guy's a full Jew and he could be, uh, you know, he could be the Rosh Hashiva. Ella, right? So he says, we said Rabbi Yochanan and Sabia, one held that the reason is because the Abdi Shlomo, those are the people in Tamar, they are, they are the descendants of the Abdi Shlomo who slept with Jewish girls and their moms there. 
But what's the idea of Bidos Yishalayim? Fliqib Rabbi Yosef Rabbanan, Machlots Rabbi Yosef Rabbanan, what is the meaning of Bidos Yishalayim? And Tavamish made Rabbi Chana. They both said it in the name of Rabbi Chana. Chad Omar said like this, this is what happened. Tracer Alfei Gabre, there were 12,000 footmen, the Shisa Alfei Kishturi and 6,000 archers who captured Yishalayim at the time of the Chorban. Bachad Omar, it's just Machlok is what the story was, was the 12,000 footmen and 12, plus 12,000 archers. Bachad Omar says, Trace Alpha Gavri, there were 12,000 total footmen, infantry. Uminayu Shisa Alpha Gavri. And it was a total of 12,000 soldiers, and of them, 6,000 more archers. You know, in those days, everything was with archery. So, Bishashinich said, Chablecha, when they were, the question is simply, what was the story? Was it 18,000 or 12,000 people? Whatever, when they came into the Hechal and destroyed the base of Mugdash, so most of the people went after the gold and the silver there. And they turned, they turned to violate the Jewish girls there. They afflicted the girls in Sion. So this is what they did over there. But again, both opinions are that they came from Goyim or Avadim who slept with Jewish girls and they would turn them, that would, and their, their offspring would be Mamzerim. And there, and those were the people of Tambor. And that's where Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan and Savia held that you can't accept Gerim from them because they're Mamzerim. Now we said before, Chagai said, Chagai established the halacha though, that we do accept Gerim from Kardim and Tamudim. Why? Because <laughs> even if it's true that they were the descendants of slaves and Goyim who slept with Jewish girls, they're still considered halachically Jewish. Even if, even if you don't dispute the historical facts as to what took place, the halacha is that they're Jews, that, 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 um, that, um, uh, well, I, I misspoke. No, not that that's what happened. If their goyim was slept with Jewish girls, then they would be full Jews. So they would, and, 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 but then why would you have to accept, um, they, they're, let's put it this way. They're not mamzerim. They're not mamzerim. They're full Jews. So what's the issue of accepting goyim, for, well, accepting converts from them? They're Jews. They don't have to convert if they're Jews. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But either they're Jews or they're non-Jews, but they're not Mamzerim. That's what the, that's what the Haggai had said. You accept Gerim from there, and they're not Mamzerim. But Rabbi Yochanan apparently and Sabia held, no, you don't accept Gerim from them. Why? Because they're the offspring of Goyim with Jewish women or Avadim with Jewish women, and therefore they're Mamzerim. You don't accept uh, you don't accept uh, Gerim. We mentioned that I'm an Aleph. That what happened? We're going to go back. We're going to come back to the issue of the uh, of the goyim uh, mixing with the Jewish girls. But first, we we mentioned on Aleph that Rav Dosim and Herkunis, when he heard that um, uh, when he heard that um, uh, Azaria, his buddy, his uh, colleague, had a son, Rav Elazar and Azaria, and a great man. He said, "Oh, Nari Yisi Gamza Kanti Vlorisi Sadik Neza." said, "Posik this is not this is not the onus on the brother of Rabdosa, it's Rabbi Yonasan. Pasik says Sarah Olam Amru. The Sarah Olam was a Malach called the Sarah Olam. She had he was God's uh, God's messenger to take care of the world. Uh, Amru. He said, Nar Yisi Gamza Kanti. He's the one who said that Pasik. Because Manamri, who else could have said it? Elam Kuchibruchu, if you say Hashem said it himself, Mika Zikna Kame. Can you talk about there's no there's no such thing as aging with Hashem? Hashem is timeless. So there's no thing as young or old. You can't say Nari Gamza Kanti. Hashem is never old. There's no time with Hashem. But Ella David, I mean, maybe David said it, right? In Tillam, David was the author of Tillam. Ella David, I mean, Mikashish He didn't live more than 70 years, right? He only lived 70 years. And therefore, 
you know, what's the big deal? He says, oh, I lived so long and I've never seen a tzaddik neza. You didn't live so long anyway. 70s. 70 year olds aren't sucking? No, not that's considered that sucking. Yeah, that's what he's saying. It's not, <laughs> you know, you know how you see Gamsa Kante, it's a kind that's not old enough. It's true. You may want to send a shivim shanavim guroshan, but it's not zakain like I've lived through so much and I've never seen this. You know what I mean? A person only lived 70 years, not the case. There's a famous story with that that the uh, two rebbies were walking along. Uh, one was the Alexander Rebbe, one was the Ger Rebbe, and he said to the other one, you know, one was rushing and rushing along. He said, you know, uh, you know, what, what are you, what are you rushing for? You know, you're an old man. You're 70 years old already. Don't, don't run so fast. It's not healthy. So, he, so he said, um, uh, so he said, um, you know that, uh, you know that, that, that okay, you know, but you know, David Amelach only lived 70 years old, only lived 70 years. So that's that's considered old, right? You know, you're an old man. He only lived 70 years. You're 70 already and you're running like that. What are you doing? So he said, David Amelach got Adam Arishon's last 70 years after David, after Adam had already lived 930 years. He got the last 70. That's pretty weak. I'm in my first 70 years. <laughs> it's different. The first 70, not as bad. That's somebody's last 70. <laughs> From year 931 to 1000, those are weaker years. In any case, it's not that old. So, so he said, so who, who said? It couldn't have been Hashem, it couldn't have been David, so it was Sar Olam. The Pasuk says, The Sar, the enemy, spread out, spread out his hand uh, on, all the, on all the treasures. What are we speaking about there again? An Eicha talking about the Churbim. When they went into the Eichel, everybody went after the silver and the gold. They went after the Sefer Torah there. There was Mi'aran, Amru. The Pasuk says, you know, it's amazing how the guy knew the Pesukim. You know, they, they, they knew everything. We're going to burn that now. You said that, you know, we can't uh, join the Jewish people. We're not good enough for you. We're going to burn that. Siva Shem Yaakov, another Pasuk says, Siva Shem Yaakov, Siva of Sorrow. Hashem commanded to Yaakov that his enemies will always be around him. Isn't that so? Whenever, wherever the Jews are, there's Goyim nearby who are trying to trouble us, right? Amarav Kugon, Humunya le Pumnara. Humanya was a Goyisha town, and that was right near Pumnahara. I mean, the, the Greeks, Rashi says, were in, in Humna, and they would constantly badger and bother the Jews, the poor Jews of Pumnara, which were poor Jews. It's a constant thing. It's an example. Kugon, Humnaya le Pumnara. Um, you know, Brownsville to Christ. I mean, you can give the example wherever you are, or Yerushalayim to uh, the Arabs all around us. Wherever we are, there's always going and troubling us. Okay, that was a nice little, you know, interlude to discuss the, the, the Pesukim. Now we go back to Arish. So Rabbi said the name Rabasi, and remember that Rabbi said the name Rabasi because Rabbi is going to give other opinions later on. If a Goy was Makadish and Isha today, Choshen the Kedushin. We're worried about his Kedushin. In other words, it may be Kedushin. If a guy comes over and says, I ran Kedushin to a Jewish girl and she accepts it, you're worried that you, you might need to get. How could that be? Didn't I say before that a guy cannot marry a Jew? Shema me'aseres ha'shvatumum, because in his time, in his time, there's maybe the Aseres from today are lost, but maybe it was it was soon after the Chorban, and some Cherev had been revolved the whole world, and you're worried that maybe he came from the Aseres ha'shvatum, which were Jews, Right, and therefore you have to be concerned about it. Now Rashi says more than that. Shenasu of the we're going to see that the Jews who were, went into exile, the Ten Shvatim, they did not have Jewish, uh, they did not have regular Jewish offspring. What do we mean by that? 
Shinasar of the Kambis, they married Shikses, the the um the uh Sarah married Shikses, Vixabra the Overs Khabam Shiyodam Israel have Vlad Mams of Khosh and the Kushan. That's what he held. That's what Rashi says here. He also is concerned. In other words, again, we hold kids a guy, right? The kids guy. If a Sershvatan live with a Shiksa, the child is a guy. You could kid, the kid could be Magyar now, no problem. But he's not a mom. He held that it's a mamzer, and you're worried about the kedushin. If a mamzer marries somebody, marries a Jewish woman, you still need to get. You're not supposed. The children are you're not supposed to. But if he marries her, kedushin's chal. It's only a lav. Kids and moms are also because the kids like the the worst of the parents. One of them's a mom. If both parents are moms, then the kids for sure moms. And if one parents are moms, the kids also moms. You go after the after the pogum. In any case, we'll talk about this later. So he says you're worried they came from Aser Shashvatim, and those are mamzerim. Not that they're goyim, they're mamzerim. And if, it's, and if a mamzer is Makadash, a Jewish woman, you, you need to get. That's what he says, Mashishvatim. What do you mean? There's a lot more goyim than there are Jews, right? So you don't, you don't know. So you assume that he came from the robe, and robe is probably a guy. And if a guy is Makadash, a Jewish woman, it doesn't, it's meaningless. It doesn't work. There's no marriage. It's in a place where they are settled. In other words, we're talking about places where Sancheir settled these Jewish, these Aseris Ashvatim, which were Jews, and uh, and if he came from there, called the Amar of Abba Barkana, uh, and and we know that the rule is called the called uh, called the Kavua Kamechza It's learned out from uh, from a case of murder. We threw a rock into a group, and whatever the point over there is that the rule is Kamechza Mechzadami. Rashi says Ben Eser Shvatim Kol Kavua Kamechza Mechzadami. It's like fifty fifty. So we're Kavechik Vivi. How do we know that they were settled? The pasuk says Bayanchein Sancheirav. Had settled them b'chalach in these cities, chalach u'b'chabor nahar gozen va'arei madai, and he settled them in these places. So they were settled. So if he, so if a, a person came from that city and was makanish a Jewish woman, you're concerned. Maybe he's a mamzer, and the kedushin's chal, and you have to give a get. And his kids would be mamzerim too. That's another problem, right? Who are these? Uh, where? Who are these cities? Chalach zechalazom. That's the name of the city. Like that's the current name. Chalach in the time of the of the Navi was the, the current city called Chalazon. Maybe they maybe they got Chalazon. You know, maybe they uh, uh, they uh, fished Chalazon there. I don't know. The Chabor zu Chadaya. Nahargoz is at Ginza. Barimadai zu Hamdan. Those are the places. The Chabor say in its environs. Barimila zu near the Chabor say. Chabor say man. Who are the environs? I'm a Shmuel. Karach Mushki Chitki Vedumkaya. Those are places that they knew. Those areas uh, that where the uh, where the Jews where these Aser uh, were settled. Amar Yochan Mekulam Lipsul. Yochan says all these places are telling me Lipsul, meaning because they're Mamzerim there. And here Rashi says something different than Rashi said before. Before we said they came from Aser and they'd be Mamzerim. That you're worried about that. Here Rashi seems to retract. Rashi says no. The reason that they're Mamzerim is because they intermarried. They married their daughters and their sisters and things like that. So Reuben Mamzeir Ramash says Shenitmu, and the Gear says Shenitmu says Hashvatim ba'avdikachavim, or my ba'avdikachavim that the that the Jewish women before he talked about the Jewish men the Aseres Hashvatim marrying shikses and the kids there are Mamzeir. Here he's talking about the other way around. If what if the Aseres Hashvatim the women married ba'avdikachavim arayin ki Yisraelim they're like Yisraelim the Noach ben Yisra Mamzeiros. So he says, there's a mamzer, like he said before, or if he turns it around and says that Benos slept with the with the of the Gachabim, and also, uh, and they're like Mamzeris, the Hainlo Nizru Mamzerim. So he says, the reason I'm saying this is a little bit strange, Rashi's a little bit uh, different gears than Rashi. 
but the, the, the presumptive Shan Rashi is what he says at the end, that the reason Ramzerim is not because of a, because the Jewish women had Ramzerim from the Goyim, but rather because they intermarried there. So that's what Rebuda said in the name of Avasi, that if you marry them. But then Gumar goes on, so then Rav Yehuda said, first I said this in the name of Ravasi, that you have to assume that they're Mamzerim. Uh, and they're, if you came from any of those cities of the, that where the Aseris Hashvatim had been settled, they, called the, they were going there too, but you called the Gumar 50-50. You don't know who they are, and you have to, you have to give her a get. If you're a child, any child born of a Yisraelis, like we said, the Jewish woman is called your son, it's called a Jew. It's not yours, but as a guy. I okay. So therefore, that's not the case. But rather, if a Jew, if a Sarasashvatim live with Shikses, they're Shikses. And they're therefore there's no, you're not worried about their marriage at all. But what about the Jewish women? What about the Sarasashvatim, the Jewish women? If they had a child from a guy, they would be Jews. So then you do have to be concerned about it. Maybe it wouldn't be a mamzer, but you have to be concerned about you debate whether it's a mamzer or not. But it's Jew, it's a Jew. If he came from a Jewish woman, and we said, right? It's it's your child. The answer is The Jewish women from the Aseris Hashvatim were all sterile. They could not bear children, either because the the tircha, the schlepping out, then ruined their bodies, or because of too much bia, whatever happened. But it was a Kabbalah that they didn't have any children, and therefore there were no Jewish offspring from. No Jewish offspring from the Aserah Sashvatim. The only offspring there could be would be from the Aserah Sashvatim men who lived with the Gaisha women. And if you held that they were Mamzerim, that would be the problem. That's what, that's what Ravasi said. But when he said the Shmuel, Shmuel said, no, no, no. If the Aserah Sashvatim lived with Gaisha women, the kids are Goyim. And if the kids are Goyim, there's no Mamzerim and there's no uh, Kedushin if they're Makanashisha. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow. Mission for Ikaramri. Have a good day, everybody. Right. So the the, the Kordim, when we say we accept Gairim from them, that means that they're definitely going. There's no concern. There's no concern. They're so definitely why would going. There even be a question? Uh, maybe there was some question about who they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. right. The other one is that we're worried that uh, Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't get old, but Sarah Olam gets old. What the heck? I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they are old. I don't know.